Welcome back to episode 12 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Chills. And we are your hosts for the show. Uh, This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include some tidbits about erotica specifically. If you haven't visited our blog, go to sexyfic.com and take a look. Uh, We have all our books listed there, as well as past episodes of the show. There's also a little bit of free flash fiction on there. There's also a notification list sign-up form that lets us drop you an email. Whenever we have a new book or podcast episode, you'll be notified. We'd really enjoy it if you'd sign up for that. And if you enjoy this podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, check out our books at sexyfic.com. So, Henry, it's been a while since last time. It has. What have you been up to? I've been writing some erotica. I have a new title, even, that just came out. What would that be? Uh, It's called Plaything for Poseidon. It's a gay erotica with some bondage and water peril, some breath control, the uh, god Poseidon, literally. No, wait, you're writing gay bondage erotica? Yes, yes I am. I'm shocked. Yes, yes, (laughs) it's a new thing. (laughs) Well, my latest one is My Second Date with Santa, which just happens to be a gay bondage erotica. Just in time for the holidays, Just too. in time for the holidays, <laughs> yes. This one's a sequel to one I put out last Christmas called My Date with Santa. So it's the same characters coming back for more. Any other big news since last time? <laughs> like what? Like for instance? <laughs> Well, one of us is putting out audiobooks now. Oh, <laughs> yes, there, <laughs> yes, there is some news. In fact, <laughs> Mister Chills apparently has very started... <laughs> memorable news. Yeah, I okay. have two audiobooks out now that you can get from Amazon or Audible or the I- Apple iTunes Store, any of those places that usually sell audiobooks. It is Scuba Lessons Number One. Pool Time, and Scuba Lessons number two, The Quarry. And I'm busily at work recording Scuba Lessons number three, and it'll be along in a week or two. But these are short ones, they're very inexpensive, and if you're not familiar with audiobooks or erotic audiobooks, you should absolutely try them out. Uh, You can find links at sexyfic.com or just search for those titles on the audiobook store of your choice. They sound really good. And it might be very handy to have both hands free while you're... (laughs) Rather than one-handed reading, it's two-handed listening. There you go. Hidden benefits. Anyway, give them a try. They are really good. So, just going back to the regular old book books, how many do you have now? I've got 28 titles on my own, and we have three collaborative. 
So that puts me over the 30 mark now. I've lost track. It's somewhere a little over 20 now. I think the my, my second date with Santa is 21 or 22, including the collaboration ones. Mm-hmm. And we do have collaborative works out there. Uh, look, If you're looking for any of those, there is Shiftland Tales, number one, Tentacles. If you've ever read any tentacle porn, we knocked ourselves out on that one. Shiftland Tales 2, Wet and Dry. No tentacles in that one, but it's uh, sort of a back-to-nature kind of story. And the third one was Mermaid's Duet. Three short mermaids, well, mer, mer people stories. Yeah, there's a merman, a merwoman, and then the... A combined surprise story featuring maybe a surprise. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so let's get on with this week's episode. This time we're going to talk about sales and money. And let's check the mailbag. We have a letter. We got mail. Michael wrote. A very long time ago. Yes, and we apologize for that, Michael. We love fan mail. (laughs) So you two should write us an email asking any questions you like, and in six or seven months we will probably answer it. No, no, we will try very hard to keep more current on things now. Anyway, Michael says, Hey guys, just found the podcast last week, and I have listened to all the episodes already. I'm impatiently waiting for the next episode, and I apologize for that long delay, Michael. Just a question for the show. As an unpublished author who is considering writing erotica, I'm interested in what the likelihood of making a living from erotica is. I understand that you've mentioned the price of two ninety nine selling more copies than cheaper listings, but how many sales do you average per book per month? Did writing 20-plus books increase the number of sales of your older books? I'm interested in how well erotica writing will allow a person to spend the time to work on their other lines of fiction. I understand that you cannot guarantee what any other author's writing will or won't sell for, but if you could just give a ballpark number of what you've experienced, that would be really great. Thank you for your time. Okay, so are you making a full-time income on your erotica writing? I would not call it a full-time income yet, no. Okay. Part-time income, yes. Beer and pretzels money. Very generous beer and pretzels money, yes. Enough beer that you couldn't write anymore? Enough beer that I would be unable to type, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I would say about the same thing. It's definitely not a full-time income. I always hope, and I'm working towards that goal, but uh, no, definitely not yet. It's definitely worthwhile doing it, but it's certainly not enough to retire on. Will it ever become enough to retire on? Well, I don't know. We'll find out in a few more months hopefully yeah with enough titles out there hopefully it will Um, I have noticed a definite increase the more titles I get out there the more my average sales per month do increase I get a nice spike every time I put a new title out and my old titles most of them continue to trickle through as sales as well yeah I'm on quite a few message boards out on the internet for writers and I'm always reading from people who have one book out And they complain that, you know, when they release their first book, they have 20, 30 sales a day right away. And now they get one sale every two weeks or something like that. Books do start to fade out very quickly. No matter how much you promote them in the beginning, they will slow down. 
the only way to guarantee something constantly coming in is to constantly put something out. Definitely. You put a new title out, include a list of your former titles in that new book as well, and somebody will hopefully read your new book and say, hey, that was good. Oh, look at this other title. I want that one too. Every new story stirs the pot a little bit. I think so. So, we, uh, Michael mentions in his letter that two ninety nine will sell more copies than cheaper listings. I'm not sure that we ever actually said that. We like the two ninety nine price better because the commission is much higher, but I am pretty sure that the lower you price your book, the more you're going to sell. And the difference between two ninety nine and ninety nine cents is not really that much for the commission difference. I don't know if it's going to be worth it to knock it down to 99 cents if you'd really sell that many more copies. Yeah, if you sell a 2.99 book on Amazon with their 70% bracket, you make $2.07. If you sell one at 99 cents, you're only making 35%, which is around 35 cents. I don't know about how you do math, but I think $2.07 sounds a whole lot better than 35 cents. Definitely. That's six times as many books you'd have to sell. Mm-hmm. Will it make that much difference? Six times? Will you sell six times as many books at 99 cents? I kind of doubt it. So I, I, you will sell more books at the lower price. Whether or not you want to do that is a whole other choice, a whole other problem. Okay, Michael also mentions, did, tw- did writing 20 or more books increase the number of sales of your older books? And I know in my case, I would say absolutely. Same here. And I yes. don't intend to stop at 20 books. No, no. Going to keep pumping them out. Someday we'll be able to brag that we've got 300 books apiece and we sell a whole bunch every day. But it does take quite a few. You've got to have a little bit of a backlist before you start selling regularly. That's not to say some people don't make it big on their very first story. There are, well, Fifty Shades of Grey, for example. Everybody hates to talk about that book, but she wrote this one book, and it got big, and she's a multi-zillionaire at this point. And does that happen? Yeah, we've all heard of her, but uh, it hasn't happened to me yet. It hasn't happened to me yet either. And I think 99.9% of all other self-published authors are going to say the same thing. Yeah, and I really think the way to keep at it and to make a success at it is to keep putting new titles out. And the last thing Michael asks is, how well erotica writing will allow a person to spend the time to work on their other lines of fiction? Now, the way I understand that is, can I make a bunch of money on erotica and finance writing what I really want to write, which is something else? And it doesn't hurt. Erotica does sell. It's one of the better selling areas. But it seems to me if you really want to be writing something else, you probably should be spending your time writing that other thing, whether that's comedy or thrillers or mysteries or whatever it is. And it probably depends on your schedule, too, also how fast of a writer you are. For myself, a typical erotica, I probably put about 13 to 14 hours in, uh, considering the writing, the editing, yeah, more like 15 hours. And the length? The length, yeah. Long ones will take longer, of well, how, course. How but, long is a 15-hour novel? Oh, around 10,000 words. Figure about 10,000 words. The editing, the publishing, the the publicizing is an ongoing process. I don't really consider that part of an individual book. But I do an initial burst of, you know, 
notifying people about it on Tumblr and Twitter and so forth. But probably about 15 hours a week for, uh, I mean, 15 hours for a 10,000 word erotica. So if you can, if you have the spare time to do the 15 hours a week or so, put out an erotica and can also work on some fiction at the same time, that might work for you. Are you using erotica as a means to an end to finance something else? Not really, not for myself. I'm not using it as a, a means to an end to finance something else. Maybe a, you know, maybe a bigger house with a pool table someday. <laughs> but that's a long ways off. I'm not quite making that much from erotica yet. But you're not trying to pay the bills while you someday dream of being a science fiction star. No, fortunately I do have another source of income and yeah, I'm not relying on erotica. Yeah, I think the whole idea of rely, relying on erotica is kind of risky. Erotica is selling really well right now and has been for a couple years. You always hear these success stories, and you can find books about how to make millions writing erotica on Amazon. And that's all great and well, probably a little exaggerated. But at any point, well, actually, it's already happened. About a year ago, one of the big booksellers, Kobo, they got into some trouble with uh, somebody reading some kind of erotica in a store, and they complained to Kobo. So Kobo pulled all their erotica books. Boom. No more erotica at all. Now, in America here, where we're at, Kobo's not that big, but if you're a European writer, they are as big as Amazon. Imagine suddenly if Amazon shut off all your erotica. Where would you be? And they could do that. Yeah, Very it's easily. a it's a risky thing. Oh, and and on a side note, since then Kobo has allowed erotica again. But they are very picky on what they'll accept. They are, yeah. I've had several several of my things rejected just for inappropriate covers, and my covers are fine and acceptable on Amazon. Nothing wrong with those, but they thought they were a little too suggestive. I had one title that was rejected by Amazon, the Kindle Store, because it was too hardcore for them. Yeah, but that was just plain nasty. Kinda. What was it again? My Turn in the Barrel. B-A-R-R-E-L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an ultimate bondage fantasy, and it is just, just fantasy. There's no snuff or, you know, nobody actually buys it in it. But there's some heavy-duty um, bondage with cement and uh, breath control, uh, master-slave relationship, so it if is, you'd like to cement your relationship... It is available on Smashwords. It's still available on Amazon and Paperback. It's also available on Nook and Kobo. Surprisingly, Kobo didn't have an issue with this one. They didn't? They didn't, no. Huh. Yeah, but but Amazon Kindle Store said, nope. That's <laughs> they haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Okay, so yeah, so far we've only had that one book banned between the two of us. but Well, maybe not banned, but uh, rejected from Amazon. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, it is always a possibility that Amazon could get, you know, something going where they decide that erotica is too dirty for their site or they want to have a completely family-friendly site. It would not surprise me at all if erotica didn't just go away someday. And we'll pause. That story and is we'll pause so for hot, this. here comes the fire truck. I want to write some fireman erotica now. Do you ever expect to make a full-time equivalent income from erotica? I sure hope so. At this point, uh, with 20, 21, 22, however many books it is, plus many audiobooks in the works, 
Uh, I certainly hope to be making a full-time income pretty soon. do have some standard non-erotica books out there also, and hope to do some more of that. I would like to be a full-time author. Whether or not it's a full-time just plain erotica author, I don't know. Mm -hmm. How about you? I'm hoping to as well, that it's just a gradual, steady increase. And I took some steps, this this is the plan anyway, um, to start cranking them out one a week. So a year from now, I hope to have 52 more titles. Yeah, you said a few minutes ago it takes about 15 hours per story. That certainly sounds doable. Yeah, very doable. Just um, tighten down the to-do list a little more, my daily schedule. Cut away some things that are unnecessary, looking to get a little more organized. Okay. Um, Is there something you could be doing to be making more money, since we're talking about money? Right now you write gay bondage erotica often with some kind of breath play type thing thrown in and that is kind of a niche there's sure. not a it's not a well i want to i don't want to say mainstream because i don't know if erotica is really mainstream but it is kind of a niche within erotica if i was less uh niche i guess is the word <laughs> not that's not really a word <laughs> if it was if you were writing more for the mainstream more masses. F- More for the mainstream masses on erotica. Yes, I think that that might help a little. Um, straight up romance, uh, harlequin type, um, softcore, seems to do really well. Straight erotica. Um, you know, there's a larger audience for those types of erotica. Yeah, I've heard at most 10% of uh, the world is gay. And I think that number may be stretching it. So you're automatically eliminating at least 90% of the possible audience by going with a gay area. That being said, there are fewer books on that topic, so you can be a bigger fish in a smaller pond that way. Hopefully, yes. Between the two of us and the uh, gay bondage erotica breath play market, I think we have that pretty well sewed up, I think. (laughs) There's just not a lot of people writing that. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of people buying it either, so mm-hmm. we are very niche between the two of us. Are you thinking of making a change and expanding into straight erotica or any other kind of erotica? I have written some straight erotica, Bound for Happiness, um, The Biker and the Rose, and a few other titles. I've got another one coming up in a week or two. Uh, Forbidden Winter is going to be a straight one. But uh, from what my experience, usually the gay ones sell better, from my point of view. And I like writing the gay erotica. There, there's something to this, too, where I don't want this to seem like a job, where it seems like something I have to do and I have to plot out these words. I've got a few straight eroticas, and I think they're fine. They're, they're good. There's nothing wrong with them. But they don't titillate me like uh, gay erotica does. And I can just, you know, pump out the words in a gay erotica, and it feels more like a job doing straight erotica. So that's something to keep in mind, too. Write what you like. What, write what turns you on. Yeah, if you're, if you're a straight person, you probably are not going to do very well in the gay erotica market. And it always astounds me to find out that the majority of gay romance fiction is written by women. Straight women. Straight women, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure that I can wrap my head around that one. Yeah. But uh, you can usually tell by reading it who wrote, what kind of a person wrote it, 
and it's just kind of weird. But no, I think writing straight fiction for me is definitely a, an option, but it's not as much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. In the erotica market, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you could, there are other things you could be doing to be making more money. You know, targeting your market, targeting your audience, going for the largest possible audience. But if you're going to write a, what Henry said, a Harlequin type romance, you're going to be competing with millions of other books out there. Yes, very much so. And then there's non-erotica books is always an option, and non-fiction books, and children's books, and things like that. You don't have to write erotic. Other things do sell. And you always have the option of using a pseudonym, too. Uh, Dean and I both use a pseudonym for our erotica. You can write some erotica, put it out under one name, write some fiction that's non-erotica or even non-fiction. Uh, write anything else that you want to and use your real name for the things you know that are non-erotica. It's probably a good idea to use your pseudonym for erotica or use a pseudonym for your non-fiction or you know, non-erotic things. Just because, not because you don't want to be associated with it, because you don't want people to accidentally buy the wrong thing. If you write a bunch of children's books and suddenly you put out a gay erotic bondage novel under the same name, that's only going to cause trouble when somebody goes to buy your stuff on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, well. And th th I don't have a list in front of me, but there are quite a few fairly famous authors who put out different types of stuff in different genres under different names. And there's no limit to how many pseudonyms you can have. Yeah. If we could have, I could have put out all 20 of my books under different names. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. All right. And we would. that's pretty much it for this episode. We'd really like to hear from you. So write us an email. Ask us any questions you may have. We'd love to talk to you. If you'd be interested in doing some kind of an interview, we might want to work that out. Uh, if we don't hear from you, it may be years and years before you hear us again. That's not true. Or maybe just next week. Yeah. If you have a comment, complaint, or topic suggestion, email us at sexyfic at gmail.com or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to record a message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review for the show if you liked it. And speaking of reviews, if you have picked up our titles, we would love it if uh, if you liked our books. Please leave a review on Amazon. That really helps us out as well. People see a positive review. They know what the book is about. Yeah. Absolutely. We'd, we would appreciate that. And don't forget, there's audiobooks out there now, too. Yes, there are. Badly Check those out. reviews as well. <laughs> okay, we will see you next week. And just a reminder, the theme song is Everything is One Thing Reprise by Al Flip and the Woo Team. Woo! Woo! See you next week. See you later. <laughs>